1: Hello Denko.
2: Hey, how's it going?
0: Yes.
1: Welcome to Cobbers and Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I am joined by the inspirational Baco. How are you, sir?
3: Inspirational? Well, that's a, that's a rare uh, complimentary adjective from you. Thank you very much. I am well. But good to talk to you again. It's been a while.
1: Yeah. So, do you know why I say inspiring?
3: Um, well, I, I can make a guess, but why don't you just explain it for the listeners?
1: Sure. So, for our 300th episode, I had had an idea for an outro song and I didn't know which one you picked, but as soon as I heard it, it was perfect. And that was, I Think, Bad Thoughts mm-hmm. by Danko Jones. And it kind of wrapped up everything. And yeah. why why did you pick that song?
3: Well, Danko Jones is a big part of us coming together um, with uh, to do the podcast. And if anybody listens to the, the show, we clearly have some bad thoughts running through our heads from time to time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think it's different. kind of a main theme of the show is... Almost like horrible, despicable people, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's
3: our charm. Correct.
1: So it, it, it's interesting because even when people ask, like, how did you guys get together, I sometimes forget specifically the article. I just say, oh, we were both writers on Decibel Geek. And it was an, an article on Deco Jones that I saw, swiped right, and immediately contacted you to start a show. <laughs> if I'm going to paraphrase a, a, a press release he put out for this album, he said, I sing about rocking. When I'm about to rock and thinking about <laughs> rocking, and occasionally <laughs> yeah. I throw in a song about a woman, I think is what he yeah. says is in his quote. So that's what you're going to get, man. And when I want just a dose of just pure rock and roll, not metal, not anything else, just like just fun, upbeat rock, I go to Danko.
3: Well, uh, well, again, kudos. Well done, and uh, you couldn't have timed it better. Thanks, Danko.
1: Hello, Danko.
2: Hey, how's it going?
1: Thanks for doing this interview today. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, sure. No problem.
1: So, uh, just to uh, let you know, you've actually been on this show back in the day. Here's our little logo. If you see it yeah, out in the wild,
2: it, it's, it's familiar. Like it's t- totally familiar.
1: That's cool. It's years ago. Bit, yeah. uh, we had, there's two uh, it's myself, LC, and then uh, my co host, uh, Baco, who've interviewed you in the past or in different album cycles. So glad to have you back, is my point. So.
2: Cool. Glad to be back.
1: Yeah. So where are where are you now? I, I, I saw a Grass Pop uh, in preparing for the show. I just pulled up like your pe- latest, you know, recent appearance at Grass Pop. But where are you on tour currently, like today? What hotel
2: um, or whatever? Norway, Tromso, Norway, uh, waiting to play. Tomorrow we play a festival with Rival Sons. It's, it's the Bukta Festival in Tromso, and it's uh, the city festival here. We played here a couple of times, and it's it's a great festival.
1: Yeah, I just saw Rival Sons recently, amazing live too. And uh you guys seem to be like just unleashed on that recent performance, getting out there, opening with with guess who's back and good time. And um how's how's it feel to get back like on all these fests this summer?
2: Uh, it feels good. I mean, last year, you know, was our real return yep. uh, for everyone uh, back to live music. However, getting back to the to touring after the pandemic, if you're a touring band, it was a nightmare because airlines were losing luggage left, right, and center. And we're still feeling the effects of that. Like we lost luggage at the beginning, of this block, we lost luggage last month. It's been um not as crazy as last year, but it's uh that's, I would say is the difference in returning to touring after the pandemic is like, I think a lot of people left the jobs in, in the airline industry and they were replacing them with people who still needed full training and lots of, luggages, lots of luggage was were, were uh, being lost. And so even though it was a great return to live touring, some of those shows, we didn't play with our gear.
1: <laughs> that also mean that you had to have like extra, because you guys have kind of a uniform, you know, like the buttoned up uh, black. Did you have to have extra of those? Did those get lost too? Like the...
2: Well, mine did um, in November when we did a, like a four and a half week club tour. Um, I didn't get it back. I, I got it back a week later. And that's only because I have a friend who works at the Toronto airport who tracked it down. And he sent it to Frankfurt where we were going to play. So um, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would have <clears throat> got it in time. But yeah, that yeah, you had to like, do a real quick shopping spree. And I did that the first day when I found out that uh, I lost my luggage. I, I went immediately all over the. Luckily, we were in a city where there was like a like a, a city center, so I was able to get what I needed, you know, for at least a week.
1: All right. So, album Electric Sounds coming out September fifteenth. Um, you've got some guest stars on this one, and I if if I if if I remember correctly, I don't remember really many guest stars in past albums um but you've got like uh, like I just saw bare naked ladies recently and um I can't pull his name right now like but uh, the drummer who uh did all uh, usually yeah, does
2: Tyler Stewart
1: yes Tyler. like what's your connection there or
2: well I mean i we've known Tyler for like 20 years or whatever like he you know he's been always been in the Toronto scene even though his band hit number one on Billboard um, yes. Yeah, it's it, they you know they're still just a bunch of nice guys and pretty grounded, um even though they have the theme to the Big Bang Theory. It's pretty. <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> I know. Um, but uh, Eric, our producer of Electric Sounds, he had produced the Bare Naked Lady, so he had Tyler on Rolodex. So we needed a voice for this track that he's on, and Eric suggested Tyler, and I was like, well, yeah, like sure, that'd be great. Can he really pull that off? And I didn't know that Tyler had a background in sketch comedy. So he came into the studio and he said like what region do you want of British accent. So we were <laughs> we were actually lucky to get him. Um and and plus you know he's a good dude. We we we've been friends with the ladies uh for years with their crew. Well there's one person in particular uh who has who's part of the Bare Naked Ladies crew who's who's been our crew as well. So like we have a connection with that with that uh camp um and then uh there is other guest stars like damien abraham the singer of fucked up he uh is on all the gang vocals and oh. especially he does um a call and response thing at the at the end of a song called um uh get high which is going to be the next single and then uh daniel dk of exciter Uh, did a solo on the title track, Electric Sounds. He's the guitarist at the end of the song. And he came into the studio to do gang vocals because, you know, we're, we're friends with Daniel too. And he walked into the studio and he goes, I'm doing a solo on your album. And I go, okay, like the solos are done. Like, I don't know where to slot you in. And there it was, like there it was waiting for him. And I was like, wow, you know, we almost released this song without... Like a guitar solo in it at the end there, so he he complements it perfectly.
1: Very cool. No, I just thought it was a, a nice pull for Tyler because uh, it's it's mostly my wife's band, but I'll go and there's usually like a 20 minute or like a part where he all jams. He did, covers like Rock of Ages. He's like the rock guy. It seems like in the uh um... oh,
2: they're all rock guys.
1: Oh yeah, I know I, they're, they're super all. great live, but but I, I love his part whenever the whenever he would come out and like do a 10 minute medley. It, it's always like this guy. You know right. he's he's bringing the vocals is what i mean so yeah i
2: mean you, you talk to those guys off stage and they're just like rockers like oh, yeah so.
1: exactly but um so i'm gonna throw something at you uh because for for years listening to the albums podcasts there is one particular side project that i'm not sure if all of our listeners know about and that is your threes company podcast oh.
2: yeah okay the Threes Company podcast, the Regal Regal podcast. Yes. Absolutely. I have about four episodes that I've had for over a year waiting to be edited. And so it's my fault. Um, I just haven't been able to get, you know, pull the trigger on it and get it back up and running. Having said that, two days ago, to kind of kick myself in the ass, I reached out to somebody to be a guest on my the regular podcast when I restarted. Which means, you know, reaching out to them was my way of kind of kicking myself in the ass and getting getting it restarted, which I've not done in three years. And so, or two and a half. And, and he said, absolutely, 100%. So, you know, I'm going to use him as uh, the reason I, I get the podcast restarted. Cool. I don't want to say who it is, but I really love all his work. And he seems like a wicked dude. And we recently connected on um, Instagram DMS and I'm just a big fan and to find out he even knows our band. It was awesome. So, yeah,
1: but to break down that show though, it's, it's basically oh. every describe it. Cause I, I just think it's, it's hilarious to me. You're I mean, come on. It's it's every episode, right? Broken down.
2: Yeah, we're stuck on season five for the last couple of years. I, <laughs> I, I, I just kind of paused it for a while, but. Yeah, it's going through every episode of Three's Company in chronological order with my cousin Cameron. Right. He doesn't know the show. Right. He's watching it as I give it to him, piece by piece. And he doesn't like it, but he's starting to become a <laughs> fan. And for a guy who didn't even know what he was getting into, he knows all the characters. And I can't call him a fan. He's very critical of it. He thinks it's a cheesy, stupid show. But I also, I also know he likes it. So he won't admit it. And then, you know, I was giving him a break because sometimes it would like, it'd be like he would drag his heels. Like I'd be, hey, we got to record new episodes. And he'd be like, oh yeah. Like it was such a chore for him. So I would get guests to kind of fill in. And then he would go, okay, I'm up for it, I'm up for it. (laughs) I think when when he sees there's guests on it, he would jump back on. Um, and sometimes the guests are quite funny. Like I've had, you know, Derek Green of Sepultura talking about Three's Company. And it seems like a fish out of water, you know, like like a, a metal dude, like, like Derek, punk rock metal dude with his voice, his vocals, like those growly vocals talking about mm-hmm. Jack and Chrissy. I thought it was funny. But same with me. Like, I mean, I thought that's the reason why I started the whole podcast, because it just didn't seem like. People would get the get guess it right away. Um, well, because they don't know me, but this is a real big thing about me. I love mm-hmm. the show, and it's not rock and roll. You know, it doesn't scream like you know three thirty-five guitars and Marshall heads. It's it's just this show that we all watched. Come on, Jack. Jack Tripper is universal.
1: I mean, the thing about the three the thing about Three's Company is I think I started watching that show when I was eight and had no idea about all the sexual innuendo. I just thought it was right. funny as hell. You know what I mean? Like yeah,
2: come there, on. Man. Yeah, like I you know, my mom would get all really worked up about it. She's like, You shouldn't be watching this. And I didn't understand why. And it's
1: jiggly TV, Danko. You're not supposed to be yeah. watching.
2: Yeah, and I didn't understand. I just loved, you know, the Pratt Falls and right all that stuff I that's what I connected with but then when I got older I'm like oh <laughs> that's
1: right <laughs> but but uh yeah it just it seems like the greatest prank that you you pulled your uh your, your cousin and, and just like no seriously we're gonna watch all of them together I
2: watch all of them <laughs> yeah and he's kind of into it now and now he comes at it with like the last time we did a batch which was over a year ago he comes at it ready like he's he's studied and he's he knows this show now Whereas at the beginning of the podcast he was kinda of like, What the hell? Why are you watching this shit? Uh-huh. Now he's like, Yeah, like I think Jack is blah. you know, he's got his his own opinions on it.
1: Yeah. It's that's uh like podcasters, it's just all seems like you, you jump into everything as is a full obsessive. Like you're not gonna go halfway in, you're going. You're going all in for for something, so
2: all in, and and then when that's done, I have every threes a crowd and Ropers episode. So this thing's <laughs> going to go on for years. Okay,
1: I did not think you were going to keep going on that. Okay, so which which is do you rank them all the same? Or I never really watched the Ropers. But three's threes a crowd I was like pretty much out. I think at that point, but oh, oh so is that that's is that great? It was okay. Oh, yeah,
2: it shouldn't have been canceled. It was great. Uh, Ropers not so great.
1: All right, all right. Was Roper first? Is this a is spinoff? And then, th- okay. Or what? Yeah, which order was it?
2: because they moved out and Furley became the landlord.
1: That's correct. Of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Bart
2: Furley bought the building off of Mr. Um, Furley. Bart Furley bought the building off of Stanley Roper.
1: Okay. Furley or Ropers? Which one? Oh, Furley. As well for me. So that's what it took next level for me. That's what I'm talking about. That's the stuff that's like, how could you not enjoy this show? Just Early. you
2: asking that question, I know you're so. <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So, uh, you want to go more into the album? Um, as far as it's,
2: oh, I don't care. <sighs> Whatever you want to talk about, it's your podcast.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to take a little uh, left turn here too. I've got the thing I've we've always both my co- co- co-host and I have always enjoyed about you is the fact that you're not just you're not just a rocker man. You're an author. You got a lot of things to say. Like your book, your book too title, too many. Too many
2: things to say. That's
1: what it should have been called.
2: I got too <laughs> many things to say, and it's annoying. That's the original. That's the updated title.
1: So, so I'm gonna give you some softballs here, but they're ones that I've, I find uh, amusing out of here, and that is that I, t- I got this book right before I went to a vacation in, in California, and I was I was like, it, it was in the middle of the winter. And you know, you're in you're in winter zone. And the first thing I that it opened up to accidentally was your, your rant about feet. So please tell me your uh would you mind going into that at all? you or <laughs> about <laughs> well,
2: that's uh it's hard to describe the article. Oh, it's not even an article, it's like Mary Cleaner did the artwork for it, like in a comic book form. And Mary's great. She's like one of my favorite illustrators. So I, I reached out and I just just on a lark just said hey I'm not thinking I would even get a reply and it was great that she did and she did it Um, but the feet thing was like I just went on I don't know I should really stop this and I was like I don't want to be like this anymore so this is like I went on a rant because I was like walking down the street with someone and I saw this guy wearing like sandals and it was just like holy shit like are you half reptile like what are those (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just was like, "Why do people think that like it's not going to be visible?" And w- like, it's just, anyways. I wish I took a shot of it because it doesn't do it just doesn't do my my rant justice. Right,
1: I man. It's not a visual show, but some something kind of looked like that, right? The, with the uh I mean, you can't I see can't that see
2: it, but yeah, I don't but, uh, don't worry about. It. Yeah, but I'll trust that it. Well, I, I know the uh I know the comic, but yeah, it's like. Uh, yeah, and I just went off on uh, about that, and it was just, just, I was like, "Wow, that just made me like really piss me off." And so I was like, "Wow, that's an article. Let me see if I can take that little, that just one little line that I had going and turn it into a whole thing." And a lot of these articles were were almost a challenge to myself when I had a lit like a one line to mm-hmm. turn it into like a twelve to fifteen hundred word essay.
1: Yeah. My whole thing is that I instantly started looking at my feet. I'm like, Oh my God, they're horrible. I have, I've unleashed these things in public. Why, why? I, I mean, I've been a wall winter long. There's no maintenance during winter in on your right. feet,
2: but I'm not asking for everyone to maintain. I'm just asking ah, just, for, like, how about some
1: um, clip, a little clip, you know, a little.
2: Jesus, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's all I'm asking. But uh, there's that. And then uh, give a little bit of a, a hack or a tip for the, uh, keeping the chips sanitary in the, uh, the back. That's
2: a huge thing. Yeah. That's a huge thing for me. Like, um, it's something to do more with like touring bands, but I mean, you know, if you're at a party, it it applies, but you know, on the rider in your dressing room, there's like bags of chips and there's like cold cuts and peanuts, whatever. And, you know, for, you know, some things you get a fork or a serving spoon, but chips are chips and a lot of people just open the bag and just start going at it. Like, especially people in bands and musicians. I mean, a lot of us are cave people. Yeah. Savages. And so, savages. And we're just going in. And I noticed that like, well, now I don't want to, like, I know that hand. <laughs> I know where that's been. I don't really <laughs> want, you know like, what, what is outweighing what, like it, my desire to have the bag because I really like the, the, the brand. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll risk, you know, your your fingers touching some of the chips, or just to, just abstain till next time. And then I just did this chip thing, this chip cup thing, and I made a big deal about it. Hey, I'm putting it in a chip and a cup. Everybody gets that, their own cup. Yeah, and then that became a that became an article.
1: You know? mm-hmm. See,
2: take it with a grain of salt. Take it with take it with um, as lighthearted at it as it was meant to be.
1: Yes, and uh, and one last thing out of there that I'm gonna just throw at you is explain your fascination with uh, Richie Blackmore and your 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 letters to him over the years. You're kind of where it.
2: Yeah, that started with like um, long drives in the van, and we'd be in the van, and I'd be like, you know, I I wrote one, and then I said it to everyone in the van, and people laughed. And that really kind of spurned me on to just keep writing them. And I would read them out while people like a deadhead drive for like six hours and everybody's like bored and, you know, we don't, there's nothing to do. And this is kind of before the advent of like real smartphones. Um, We still had smartphones, but they weren't as they are now where you can just lose yourself in in some app. Um, So there's, you know, pretty, pretty, a lot of, a lot of, downtime and a lot of boredom and so the, it filled it up and it kept me busy too trying to trying to crack up everybody in the van so though that's how those organically came out it was just me trying to crack everyone up
1: just with ridiculous like requests and and uh and and statements about his his power and and, and just give people a little context right did yeah, you ever get like any t- response no Any, ever <laughs>
2: okay <laughs> like, there's tons of those letters like there's tons that we didn't even put oh, in Oh even
1: more than that oh actually Yeah like at w-
2: at one point doing the doing the book I was like why don't I just put out letters to Richie Blackmore as like a whole book because <laughs> there was tons of them and then I was like then my editor uh Aaron was like just put the best ones Yeah and I don't even think we put like some of the really really good ones because those are just they didn't translate it just, it would be hard to translate some of those. It was a crapshoot whether it would translate in a book or not. Or, sure. Or maybe it it would translate better if it was read out loud kind of thing.
1: I think that's good. I think the deluxe edition comes with a cape. No? Something oh, like that. That's a
0: good idea. I'm just yeah. saying. That's a good idea. A little
1: swag. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so just to finish on, on the book part, Do you? since you say you have too much, too much shit to say, is there any... Um, Thing, Pat, because this is this about right, what, 2018, 19? Yeah. Something like that. It, it is like up to date. Is there is there more? Are you considering maybe?
2: Well, just like the podcasts, I've been like, I did come up with an idea last year and I was like, whoa, that's it. That's the thing. And then um, and it was a theme, much like letters to Richie Blackmore, but it was a, a special theme. I just have to, I've got about eight articles. Eight, like eight essays for it or six, six to eight essays. I don't know if they would even make a cut. but um, it, t- it would take a lot of work if, but I would it's worth it if I could pull it off. I just gotta, I just gotta come up with more ideas for it. but it, there is a theme in my head to do a book.
1: And a lot of them were taken from like Huffington Post and and certain certain places like that. Where are you normally writing still or putting your? I'm
2: not writing anymore. Oh, you're
1: not at all. I okay, that I didn't Since
2: know. The pandemic. I have okay. been writing anything and not okay. doing the podcast. Like I, when uh, at the end of 2020, like everybody thought, wow, that was the worst year ever. For me personally, 2021 was the worst year, like just family and personal stuff. Okay, and so I couldn't do much, and putting out Power Trio was the one thing that kept my mind off it. And I wouldn't have done it if JC hadn't said like, we need a record. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't even feel like getting out of bed, man. Like I can't even do this. And it's weird because I think about the pandemic and the time, if I was on tour and there was no pandemic, I don't even know how things would have happened. Like, I don't even know how I would have survived. So it had nothing to do with me. It had more to do with like family and, uh, so I put a pause on everything because I had to take care of shit. And since then I'm just trying to restart stuff, you know, like restart writing. And there's been, you know, doing these, like get, uh, putting out an album and doing press and stuff. There are requests where I have to write something and that's fun, man. I'm like finding it to be like a lot of fun. So I do need to, to get back at it.
1: So on, on that end, um, when you're you know you've got danko on stage you've got danko that's talking to me um, and what i mean by that is that that sometimes i think on our pod on our podcast that we're more truthful than we are in real life like maybe even this these discussions we have a, it's just a lot of banter and stuff like that where it's I'm yeah. like is this is this my authentic self so i guess my question is getting deep for a second like is there something like this when you're on stage, you know you're commanding it, you're prowling, it, you're in the fucking full Danko mode. So, what right. part of that, like, I don't know, like, like if I was going to ask, like, how do you, you have to have that, or what do you think? Like, that that's an essential part of, of, um, I mean, it gives you joy, obviously, being on stage. I'm just saying, like, is that is that why 2021 was so difficult, and because you didn't have that release, no, or no,
2: no, it was, it didn't have anything to do with, um, you know, having this cathartic outlet okay um I I do think you know over the years it's helped me uh get stuff out but like at this point no I, I wasn't really no uh that's not how I approach it at all it's, it's okay. um there's no there's yeah it's really weird because I know there's performers who are who are like I'm gonna die if I can't perform I'm not like that and when <laughs> I get off tour, I'm not like one of those people who go, Oh, I, I got to get back out there. No, I'm taking out the garbage. Like the moment I get there, I'm doing laundry I'm taking out the garbage. So I, it's very seamless to me. And uh, you know, going from uh, getting ready in the dressing room to going on stage and then coming, going back to the dressing room, it's like seamless. And people don't figure they don't understand that, but that, that's just cause it's me all the time. When I get on stage, it's like, uh, like there's so many, you know, when people stare at you, like at a at a bus stop or, you know, at the grocery store, that's an aggressive act. Like it, it feels sometimes, depending on the kind of stare, someone staring at you could feel aggressive. So mm. when you get on stage to have like hundreds of pairs or thousands of pairs of eyes on you, it's not seen negatively, but it does get your back up. It does get, you know, you, your body changes and you adjust. And that adjustment is what you see from me. Like, you know, plus I'm getting to play rock, and I love playing rock, and that gets you energized. If I was just on the stereo and we're playing tunes that, you know, and we're all in this vibe together, and we're all on the same page when it comes to rock, and we all want to, you know, get off on the same shit, you'll get a very similar response from me, you know. And and then when it's time to talk to somebody one on one, I'm not going to be at as energetic. Of course,
0: so <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah,
2: yeah. So that so that's the The difference there, Um,
1: the reason I ask on that is just that that what you know the whole band JC Rich like there's just so much like joy coming off the stage that you don't get from all bands like there's just an energy and just like we are having you know the song I'm a band like I'm every every part of the song I mean (laughs) you know what I mean
2: oh that's like one of my favorite songs and I consider that my theme song I love playing that song so yeah like I I'm genuinely into fucking playing the song and if i have a bad day or things are fucking up i try to like just forget about it and and i'm able to enjoy the music is helpful is what i'm saying yeah um at that moment like because sometimes you know life you know you're just like fuck and you gotta go on stage (laughs) like even at grass pop i got some news that fucking freaked me out and i told the person that called me and i'm like you know i'm just about to go in front of like 15,000 people on stage. Right. And they said, Oh, I should have called you after. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then you just got to go on stage and forget about it and just play the songs and get into it.
1: So talking about crowds and, and i uh, being on tour. So, you know, just so you know, this, this I'm out of Denver, so I'm in the U S and we don't get a lot of Danko for, Multitude of reasons, I'm sure, um, from the, the rock culture here versus other parts of the world is stronger. So, like, is it, is, and I guess, what is your, like, when you're playing Europe, what is it about, like, that? last time you're on, you talked about there's no community in rock music was one of the quotes that we got and cool. blabbermouth, blabbermouth, blabbermouth ran with it and we got it on there for that, the interview. So, good job. But to my point, yeah, my. But what what is that still or do you see anything different going back out there after?
2: No, I mean, I, I like in other bands, like whether it's Airborne or Rival Sons or Admiral Sir Cloudsley Shovel or Broken Teeth or, you know, uh, Tuck Smith, we're just all like islands onto ourselves looking at each other. There's no network of bridges that bridge us together and audiences and zines. And, you know, there's there's nothing like that. Like punk rock has MRR and flip side and all that and metal has so many metal magazines. There's, there's no real dedicated magazine, just to hard rock music like there are for other genres. We always get lumped in as the, the token kind of band or the, or you know, like
0: the
2: ear, uh, ear relief, you know, for, from all the metal bands or, or, or we're the token rock band in this pop festival or whatever, you know, it's like, we never get a full festival on our own because there's just not enough of a, of a network of people who will, you know, and yeah, it's just, just, it's just not a thing.
1: I, I don't get it either. Like that's the, the, the blueprint of the show is, is that those kind of bands you just r- ripped off like a bunch that are essential to kind of the, the zone we're in. Um did you ever, yeah, did you ever, not,
2: it's not cohesive, you know, Got it. Like, helicopters are, are over there and right. sons are over there and we're like just waving at each other and it's all cool. We're all cool with each other. There's Michael Monroe, but like, we're, there's no bridge that connects it like, like punk rock bands. You know, there's, you know, Madball, agnostic front, you know, they all hate Bree, They all, it's like, you know, sick of it all. They're all, you know, it's a, I know they're all from New York, except for hate Bree, but, but, you know what i mean like there's a scene that go and that scene connects to this scene and this scene connects to that scene and everybody's cool with each other and it you know it's not like that with rock
1: even with the i mean you obviously do really well as far as the the amount of fests you get on and in european like vachen and all the all these like that but you still think in in those lineups they're like here's danko here's rival sons you're just A few on there because it's more of a metal fest. Is that what you're trying to say?
0: Oh
2: yeah, yeah. There's a few of us who who do that. Uh National Pussy does it, we do it, Airborne does it. Yeah. You know, we're the we're the rock band of the day. And it's great for us because there's a lot of people who want to hear it, or they just want to like give themselves a break. (laughs) Right. You know, like a little something different. Yeah, Yeah, like from all the like. Like the, the the corpse pain or or just all the, the noodling. You're not gonna get any noodling from us. So <laughs> and all the talk about dragons or Satan. Sure. So so that that I love it. I'm a metalhead myself growing up. So I, I mine. I'm like a kid in a candy store when we play these festivals. Right. There's usually one or two bands where I'm like, oh my god, I've like wanted to meet them forever.
1: <laughs> you know. I gotcha. So so no change, same same like it's just not there's there, as far as the community it's it's pretty much it hasn't got you haven't seen any change in that the connectivity that's a shame i just figured maybe it was stronger not in the u.s because that's definitely the vibe we get here we're like uh, in our theme of our show is rock's not dead you know like
2: it isn't dead i mean it isn't at all so many great bands from america that play rock like i mentioned a few already national pussy broken teeth rival sons tuck smith uh that's just off the top of my head i mean there's tons more um but no like That's just off the top of my head, but but, uh, they're not—they're not burning up the charts. And there's no—you know—unless you're the Foo Fighters, there's a real big drop off from the Foo Fighters to like our our level of bands, like the B and C level bands.
1: Yeah, what we have seen lately is like around here, like the Rival Sons—they played the Ogden, which was about 1100, and it was packed on like a Tuesday or whatever it was, and. That I didn't see a couple of years ago, so that's maybe. You know, I'm just saying, throwing that out there. It's yeah. Like, there's Greta like,
2: Van Fleet too. Like sure, you know that. I mean exceptions. Yeah, like, but they're again, they're islands. Like that's what yep. I mean. Like they're just island. We're just islands. You know. So,
1: so after this uh, fest run, you're going to do the Shake Your City tour with uh, Radkey, which I love that's their song. Another,
2: yeah, Go ahead. that's another amazing American rock band. Mm-hmm. So we're taking them out. Yeah
1: love that song basement i think it's a an ode to podcasters in my opinion <laughs> but uh yeah th- that that is in that's the and that's, that's that goes on for like 3 months and that's that's it's like that's your oh. no, no that, oh, two, mu- oh, that, two months sh- shake your well, city the-
2: yeah. But the big poster includes like, it started at grass pop last month. So we're just, we included all the festivals this summer. Okay. Um, the three Canadian dates in October, but the, but the fall winter tour is four weeks and it starts mid November to mid December.
1: Very cool. Um, so electric sounds, we're getting down to the end here. Uh, so electric sounds, the, I actually, I, I, I restrained myself. I had the preview. But I was like, I gotta wait for the vinyl. I gotta listen to this in full, like a traditional lesson, everything like that. So I stopped at number three. But but um, as far as like the, the writing of the songs, electric sounds like "Lipstick City."
2: No, uh, "Cities on Rock Supreme."
1: Oh, I know. I'm I'm saying like like that. Those two. All I love when you have like the bridge, rant, rap, whatever you want to call it, oh. that, go, that goes on that and that the, uh, and uh, so how, do you i just just curious how those those come, because those are my some of my favorite songs when they just go. Like, Electric Sound sounds like it's... This is an awesome song anyway. And all of a sudden, bam! For like a minute, you just... You got a lot to say.
2: Yeah, that was... Um, yeah, like I... When we were doing the demo, um, JC arranges all the songs. So he had arranged that part that you're talking about in Electric Sounds, but he looped it, and he didn't use uh, the lyrics that I had written, he just used the same four bars and he just looped it and looped it. So I just keep repeating myself. And like this, we just kept listening to this version of the song for like, I don't know, a month. And I kept, I was like, I didn't say anything, but I was like, that's not the song. Like just wait till you hear all the lyrics. And then when I laid the lyrics down and they heard the, the full version, everything kind of like came together. Um, uh, and it was yeah it's kind of a rant a little bit of a means nothing and everything all at the same time <laughs>
1: yeah. right right just takes a song next level is my point
2: yeah like well, the la- the last line of that part is if if you keep it electric honey you'll have it have me for life i mean you can read into that or not right know, and you can say that wow that that that's everything about rock and then it's also <laughs> like what the hell are you talking about
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect take it take yeah. it however you want there you go, but yeah. Well, in short, uh, appreciate your time today. Um, and uh, for us, you're kind of like the modern day, you know, Motorhead. You know, you've got this, this. you've reta- And and now, I, when we mean that too, is that like it's the same lineup? Like the last twenty years, or whatever it was, Motorhead kept the same. You know, Lemmy, Phil, Mickey, and it's got to be great for you to keep the same drummer, for example. I mean, JC has been. In the, you, know, you guys yeah. seem like you're in, in a like that zone, in like. Pocket. That's what I mean. Like, like Motorhead, I would stack the the later albums with some of the, the beginning ones. They had some great stuff. Like, okay,
0: yeah,
2: every um, era had like Wicked albums in, in Motorhead. Yeah, when there were four piece, like Rock and Roll is amazing. Nineteen sixty. Yeah.
1: So I got to ask because the only time I was able to see you live was at this uh, fest called Rocket the Range in Ohio back in Jesus long, long 20, time ago.
2: Twenty twelve.
1: Spot on. And it was with uh, Steel Panther, I think it was the same night, and, and stuff like we that. shared a and...
2: dressing room that night.
1: <laughs> Lovely. I've seen them without
2: their wigs. Oh, their wigs? God damn it.
1: I thought it was real, Danko. You ruined the You mystery. Oh, sorry. Mystery. Oh, I
2: didn't
1: know. No. But, uh, like... What kind of thing would, would it take to, to, to make it work in the, in the U S for to like, would it be like a fest kind of thing if it ever did happen again? I know there's, there's, it's like I said, like the U S is a weird place. Like the last time you said it's 50 different countries. Like it's it all spread,
2: you know, yeah. I think it would take like Dave girl wearing our t-shirt in a Foo fighters video. There
1: you go. Okay. That's yeah. Right. You'd have to be paired with something like, like yeah. that is what you're saying. You,
2: yeah. You need to be like introduced kind of like how Lemmy did to twisted sister. It's a goddamn shame
1: Daco we need you back here but this rock rock and roll community needs to get stronger All right we agree
2: so yeah 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 we're on the same page I actually gotta go because I gotta do this it's fine the next thing I'm done do is like you're I'm done. good sorry no, I'm, man, you want you want a little thing where I go thanks man that was fucking awesome
1: yeah d- just do that just say rock's not dead or something like that. that's our little tagline yeah. we're good
2: Rock's not dead man. thanks Daco. Thanks, man. I, this next interview is like, oh, man, they're asking a lot. And I, I got to, it's weird, but I got to go next door to Rich's hotel room and borrow his phone. It's ridiculous. So it's all good. It's all good. Me right now.
1: I appreciate it. Sorry. Thanks, man. Rock on. Okay. All I'll right. Talk to you. Bye. Okay.
0: Bye. I'm in a band and I love it. All I want to do is play my guitar and rock and roll. Turn on the lights. Let me rip it. All I want to do is pick up on my Time and rock and roll You might think I'm foolish, that's alright. You might think I'm outrageous, that's how to say. You might think I'm silly or just wound too tight. I'm crazy oh you might be right you might just be right you might just be right Just plug me in and I'll kick you. All I wanna do is jam with my band
3: One more, same quadrant, same quadrant. You want to move around? Uh, Oh, I get to pick a quadrant. Let's go uh, quadrant three, Q3. All right, lower left. Uh. Who's gonna do? (laughs) Who's (laughs) gonna do? One of these days, that will be the answer. Decades, sir.
1: Let's go back to 90s.
3: Going back to 90s. Get out of the way. One to ten, Baco.
1: You know, I take it back. I take it back. can we go to? Can we go 2000s? Yeah, we can spice it up. Nice. What I call the deadest era.
3: Then I'll go. I'll go. I'll go ten again. Go ten again. Okay. All right. So <laughs> this is too easy. I How about it. two? Of oh, I know, weird. Weird. I know it. I know it. I picked two.
1: Danko Jones. Go!
0: <laughs> it's <is Danko> Jones. <laughs> <laughs> What? What?
3: Okay, I have to say, I have How to concede, is that? that is yeah, better, fantastic. Like, but it, your, your reaction kind of helped. <laughs> yes, uh, I knew that's what it was, because well, of the connection. <laughs> How about maybe give a Save me some time, let's just go two. Yeah. Thanks, man, that was fucking awesome.
4: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.